0: So this morning we're starting from there, developing life skills for marketplace, relevance and dominance. And I strongly believe that this is very important, you know, to start the year with. Because um, one of the things you will spend, not even one of the things, what you will spend your time doing the most as an adult, right, is working. Is working. So any serious-minded adult, right, will take their work seriously. I'm always amazed when I see you know, adults who you know, take their work with levity, who trivialize you know, their imputes in the marketplace and what they want to become in the marketplace. Some people are not even clear of what the marketplace is supposed to you know, be like for them. So a lot of people just go to work because as an adult or because I'm out of school, I should have a job and I should go to work. That's the only reason. Some people have no vision apart from that. There is no picture. There is nothing they are seeing beyond that. And it is always reflective in the quality of the work that they do. It's always reflective in the results that they produce. And that's why for the most part, many people in the marketplace, all they are doing in the marketplace is just to survive. It's just to survive. let me tell you this, the moment you are above 18, right, you are considered as an adult. And from that age, you must be serious-minded about your work. The first thing God gave to man, and when I talk about man, I'm not talking about the male gender, mankind. Because when God gave man, you know, that instruction to tend the garden, you know, and take care of his creation... Eve had not been created. So, it simply means that that instruction was not to a male gender. That instruction was to mankind. Because Adam itself means mankind. So, when God gave man a responsibility, it was giving both the male and the female gender a responsibility, first before a relationship. And so, one of the things you must get clear in your life, right, is your work Before thinking of romance, Are you hearing what I'm saying? Before thinking of love, you see, you have no business falling in love if you are not yet serious about your work. Am I making sense this morning? Am I making sense this morning? Somebody does not like to hear that. Maybe part of your goal is love this year. To fall in love and get married. (laughs) Praise the Lord. Get your work right. Get your work right. You see, get your work right. One of the things, you know, I I, I think it was Solomon that said it. And if Solomon speaks, he should listen. Because he was reputed to be the wisest man before Christ. Solomon said that before you build your home, he said, let your work be fit for you in the field. Let it be fit for you. Let your work be able to sustain the home you want to build. Or else everything will come crashing like a pack of cards. So, the first thing God gave man as a male gen that was not even, you know, a help meet, he first gave him a responsibility. When he now saw how we undo the responsibility, now said, now you need an help meet. If you are not doing anything, you don't need any help. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Imagine you call someone now and say, oh, please come. When a person shows up and I say, help me with, that's okay. So, what do you want me to help me? In? Actually, there's nothing. I just want you to help me. Won't you think the person is delusional or maybe something is already going wrong somewhere? That is the picture, especially for the male gender, when you are asking someone to go on a journey with you when you don't even know where you are going. Are you what I'm saying? However, it is not um, as important as it is for us to take our work seriously. We need to understand that the work we do in the marketplace must be done skillfully. Skillfully. You see, the days must come to an end When a non-believer will do a better work than a believer, those days should come to an end, especially in this house. You see, nobody patronizes you in the marketplace or gives you a job because you are a Christian. If a non-believer, if an idol worshiper does a better work, the phone you are using, did you find out the religion of the person that produced it before you started using it? No. Your car, do you know maybe the person is a river worshiper? No as long as the person can produce something that is usable for you, you don't care about what they believe, right? You just get the product and you engage them in those services. So we need to understand that in this year, 2023 and beyond, you see, there are, I think um, is here at least they call it now, um, every year, that some organizations usually release, you know, if you go online, you'll see some of those things. That the skills that are needed, you know, for a specific year. So they'll say, oh, the skills needed for 2022 is this. The skills needed for 2023 is this, right? If you want to, you know, thrive in the marketplace. I am speaking beyond that this morning. What I want to, I'm going to be sharing with us in this series of Discourse in the Life Masterclass are skills that whether it is 2030 or 2070, you will forever need it. Are you hearing what I'm saying? And everything is from the Word you will forever need it. As long as you're on this earth, whether you are a business person, whether you are a career person, you will forever need. Let's start out from 1 Samuel chapter 16. 1 Samuel chapter 16, we'll read verse 16 to verse 18. 1 Samuel chapter 16 and verse 16 to 18. 1 Samuel chapter 16 and verse 16 to verse 18. The King James Version says, Let our Lord now command your servants, Which are before you to seek out a man who is a cunning player on an harp. And it shall come to pass when the evil spirit from God. Now, if you've been a part of the gateway for a while. You know, I've told us that in the Old Testament, people didn't have an understanding of the things that came from God and the devil. They didn't even understand the concept of the devil. So, if anything happened, they just automatically attributed it to God. That's why Job also said when he lost everything. That can we receive good from God and not receive evil? But you and I understand from the back end that it was not God that attacked him. It was the devil, right? So here, what Saul was going through was depression. And they believed that it was God that sent that evil spirit. But it was not. At this point in time, Saul was already living in complete disobedience to God. And what happens is as a child of God, when you live in complete disobedience to God, you open up yourself to satanic affliction. That's what the Bible says, he that breaks the egg, the serpent will bite. The serpent in scriptures represents the devil. So when you break the egg that God has, you know, placed in your life, which only happens when you are living in alignment with his will, you open up yourself to attacks. Are you hearing what I'm saying? So God does not have evil spirits. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Cause on that thing, God, don't send your evil spirits to me. <laughs> So the Bible says that when the evil spirit will come upon Saul, right? That the people said, let's get someone who is a cunning player on the harp. And it shall come to pass when the evil spirit, right, is upon you. That he shall play with his hand and you will be well. And Saul said to his servants, provide me now a man that can play what? That can do what? That can play well. Not just a man that can play, but one that can play well. He says, and bring him to me. Then answered one of the servants and said, Behold, I have seen a son of Jesse, the Bethlehemite, that is cunning in play, and a mighty, valiant man, and a man of war, and prudent in matters, and a comely person, and the Lord is within. The other translation you guys have, I don't know you should talk about, that word cunning there, if you can put the translation there. The word cunning there is another word, is an old English word for skillful is the word skillful, right? The word skillful. So when it says that they should get someone that can play the harp, they were not just looking for someone that can make sound. They were looking for someone that can do it so well. Someone that can do it so skillfully. So it simply means that in the marketplace, people are not just looking for a solution. They are looking for people that can provide the solution well. Am I making sense this morning? So don't just be a tailor this year. Be a skillful tailor. How many tailors are in the house? Can you wave your hands to me? Be a skillful one. Don't be someone that makes a shirt and we are wondering this is this a new style? One hand is longer than the other. Don't be a tailor. I like one tailor. firstly used to have. I don't know if she still uses the That we measure all the time. You want to make loots. One day she just had to call the woman to order. Every time. I'm not adding weight every time you are seeing me. She will always measure. Say, I see, I see, no vex. May I measure you again? Ah! This one is a time we say. Imagine what you wear as ready made. Some people made it on the other side of the world and they've never seen you before. But they believe that someone of size 16, this should be the size, the length of the arms, you know, the size of the chest, the breast size, you know, the shoulder size. And you buy it with confidence and you wear it. But even you that you are measuring, you wrote it or is your hand, you used to write it. There's still error. There's still error. You make a cloth within two days or two weeks. In fact, the first time we wear it, after that time, it's no longer wearable. Something is wrong. We are not in line with Christ. See, let me tell you, it is the proof that you carry the Holy Ghost. It's not that you are speaking in tongues alone. It is that you can offer superior solutions. The Bible tells us about Daniel and his friends. How did they get into the king's palace? The Bible says that they were looking for people that were skillful in certain things. People who understood science. People who knew how to stand in the king's presence. Because it's not everybody that has the capacity to stand in high places. Not everybody. And one of the things that qualifies you for high places is skillfulness. Skillfulness. So in this year 2023, you must be skillful in the marketplace. And when we're talking about the marketplace, I want you to write this down. The marketplace, number one, is the virtual and in-person world of trade. The marketplace is the virtual and in-person world of trade. Anywhere trading is taking place is the marketplace. Whether it is online, whether it is physically whether it is one on one, as long as trading is taking place in a sphere, it is the marketplace. Secondly, the marketplace is anywhere value is being exchanged for profit and reward. The marketplace is anywhere value is being exchanged for profits and rewards. The marketplace is anywhere value is being exchanged for profits and for rewards. A lot of believers don't have an accurate understanding of exchanging value for profits. Especially the average Nigerian Christian, we are used to free things. Free, free. Nothing is really free in life, not even in free town. If something is free, ah, <laughs> most likely almost all the time the quality has been dropped. Almost all the time. Are you hearing what I'm saying? almost all the time. Because the very nature of life, life works through the principle of exchange. Everything must obey the law of trade-off. You can't get something for nothing. For everything you have today, obviously everybody is wearing something today, you trade that something for it. Isn't it? Even if it was a gift, there must must be something you traded. For somebody to see you as being worthy enough to gift you what you are wearing. Is it that your character, your responsiveness, your good sense—you know—something must. There was a trade-off somewhere. That's why you don't walk. On, or you don't see people on the street. Have you still noticed that the people who beg actually collect the list? When someone is begging you for money on the street, a stranger. Have you ever thought of giving someone begging on the Has it ever happened? Never happens because no value has been exchanged. There's no value. In fact, when you don't have change and you have dipped your hand into your bag or your purse and you bring out 500 or 200 ah, and you have brought it and say, ah, (laughs) because something tells you that this person does not deserve this because there is no value. Number three, the marketplace is a Place of commercial dealings and transaction is a place of commercial dealings and transactions. The marketplace is a place of commercial dealings and transactions. And also, summarily, in simple terms, it is where buying and selling takes place. It is where buying and selling takes place. It is where buying and selling takes place. So having gotten that out of the way as a form of foundational lane this morning, the next thing I want to make clear is relevance. When we're talking about marketplace relevance, what does that mean? How does relevance happen? How does relevance happen? So I said the marketplace is a virtual and impressive world of trade. It is anywhere value is being exchanged for profit and reward. It is a place of commercial dealings and transactions. And it says, where buying and selling takes place. Let me tell you, your mobile phone can become a marketplace. Don't just be monitoring and spying other people's life like a witch or a wizard. Ah, huh? Some people know what is happening in everybody's life. It's just like that man in Second Kings. He said, other people's vineyard I have kept. My own, I have not kept. Some people know what is happening in everybody's life except in their own life. They don't know what next, but they know what someone wants to do next. Don't be that kind of person this year. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Don't be that kind of person. Some of you may need to mute everybody on your WhatsApp status so that you can focus on your own life. You know too much about other people's life. People are always amazed sometimes. I say, Pastor, did you see? I don't see it. I don't have that kind of time to be seeing your life. I don't have the time. If I have the time, I won't be that valuable to you be monitoring your life. I don't have that kind of time. And it is not that I was made that way or born that way. I made myself that way. But once you receive that red button, you must check why it is red. Why? There's a no Some of you may need to turn off notification completely. Because it's even, it's it's breaking your focus. When you're trying to focus, a notification comes in. It's broken. You try to switch back 10-15 minutes, you're getting yourself, another one comes in again. If you are not a customer service representative or a secretary or your work has to do with receiving calls, there should even be times in your day that you should not pick up phone phone calls or else your productivity will be seriously in that. So we're talking about relevance in the marketplace. Understand that it comes from the production and distribution of usable products and services. And I want you to write this down. Relevance in the marketplace comes from the production and distribution of usable products and services to a large number of willing and able patrons. Relevance in the marketplace comes from the production and distribution of usable products and services. Emphasis on usable. Some people produce things that is not usable. I believe because we are in insured we must patronize you. No, we don't have to. In fact, when we don't buy from you, it is a feedback what you are selling is useless. And it's not an insult. It's a feedback. You see, every major organization, especially that is into production, there are things that they have produced that nobody bought, and they shut it down. But you know what church people want? Uh, we know not church people. And this pastor always says we are a family. So the fact that I'm a family means I should be throwing away my hard-earned money. Because of you. In fact, we are helping you by not buying it. So that you will quickly wake up that you are living in a world of delusion. That this cannot work. Are you hearing what I'm saying? There are things, you see, when your product or your service is usable, you will not beg people to get it. People will line up to get it. In fact, you will be offering, you, you will not have enough to meet the demand. That's one of the ways to get your feedback. So relevance in the marketplace comes from the production and distribution of usable products and services to a large number of willing and able patrons. Also, you need to pay attention to that willing and able. Uh, Some people don't experience relevance in the marketplace. Why? Because the people they are trying to sell to, even though they are willing, they are not able to patronize them. You know, some people like what you are saying, and I like it too. Imagine you selling real original gold. You take it to a polytechnic or university where people are still owing school fees. They are willing; they will like it because even a world of vanity, anyway, where people like to use things that they have not worked for, wig that should be giving them a dick. See, there are certain things that at a stage in your life you should not even enter your eyes. Is somebody hearing what I'm saying? <laughs> remember a young lady I can't even remember when that was maybe three years ago thereabouts. also do remember that came to church, we were still at the old facility, saw my wife's phone. I said, "Ah, my goal is to also use this phone." You're telling someone that has been as at that time in business for 18 years. You maybe think the person even just entered school at that time. And the person has even been in business for 18 years. Did not even buy it with her money. She was gifted it. Of course, the person bought it and got other things alongside. The story for another day. Because when you try to jump up, you shall come down. It's a law of life. You can't stay perpetually up when you jump up. You can't stay there. Life has a way of putting back People back at the, in their original space and size. That's why there's a difference between growth and swelling. So don't seek to swell this year, seek to grow. When you grow, you achieve permanence in what you have achieved. When you swell with much pressure, when pressure is applied, you will go back to your size. If you hit your head against something, ah, huh? And you have cocoa. <laughs> That's what you call it in my language. The head swells. Have you grown? Yes, it is a growth, but is that the growth you want? By the time we apply a lot of pressure, you will go through pain and eventually that growth will come down. But the way you have grown now, it will come and we apply so much pressure on your forehead. Can your forehead go down? No, because it's grew. So marketplace relevance comes through the production and distribution of usable products and services to a large number of willing and able patrons. So to achieve dominance, that's not in the topic, but those are the two things I'm going to be talking about, you know, life skills for marketplace relevance and dominance. However, dominance only comes through consistent relevance. It's as simple as that. A lot of people want to be big in their field, big in their industry. They want to be part of the top 10. And if that is not part of your life goal, I'm giving you that goal today. You should be a part of it. Because even as a church, between the year 2020 and the year 2030, in case you are not aware of this, is a decade of taking territories. That's what God said to us in the year 2020. So in case some of us have been a part of this house since then, you've forgotten, I'm reminding you is a decade of taking territories. The next ten years that was what God told us. I remember during the course of the week I think I was coming to the office and the office just reminded me said we have seven more years. What does that mean? Is a time the decade to raise people to be in places of influence, impact and power. But let me tell you this that is not just going to happen. Especially when there is no consistency. You must make up your mind. You say Some of us, we are dabbling your hand into so many things. And there is nothing wrong with that. Starting out in life, you may need to double your hand into so many things to figure out what exactly you want to do. However, you need to be very clear as early as possible. As early as possible. So that you can face one thing. Try to do many things in the name of, you know, jamma jamma. Let's just make more hustling. How many hustlers have you seen get to the zenith of their career? Very few, if there is any. It's about consistency. You must be consistent in, the, in, 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 in a particular field, in a particular industry. You can't be cooking today and tomorrow, you are sewing so clothes. It's not even aligned. And after that, you say, ah, it seems that like if MC is making money, let me go into comparing now. Master of Ceremony. Eventually, you are are not even mastering anything. You now become a servant of Ceremony. Two marketplace convictions you must have as you start out the scene. Two marketplace convictions you must have. Number one, you must be convinced that marketplace relevance is God's desire and expectation for you as a believer. You must have that conviction. Everything I'm going to be discussing in this series rests on these two convictions. Number one, you must realize that that is what God expects from you. That's what God expects from you. From every believer, God expects marketplace relevance and dominance. From every one of us. God doesn't want you to just survive. No, 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 no. 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 Everyone that walked with God in scriptures, go and read your Bible and read it very well. Every one of them stood out. Every one, without fail. From Abraham, Joseph, Isaac, Jacob, every one of them stood out. None of them was lost in the crowd. And the Bible says the same God is rich unto all that call upon him. The Bible says Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. So if he did it then, he can do it now. His capacity and ability has not reduced... So please understand that that is God's expectation for you as a believer. He expects that from you. Deuteronomy 28 and verse 13. He says, you shall be the head and not the tail. Above only. You should know that scripture by now. Above only. He didn't say above. Let's read together once to go. The Lord shall make you the head and not what? The tail. And you shall be where? Above, above what? Only, there is no provision for you being in the middle. So, as a believer, you are either at the top or you are on your way to the top. It says, and you shall not be beneath. Ask your neighbor and say, neighbor, you have no business at the bottom. You have no business there. So, when they say, ah, the masses, they are not talking about you. What they are doing to the masses. You are part of the masses. Jesus died for you to make a masses. You see, people don't get to the top and now think like those at the top. You think like those at the top to get to the top. That's the only way to get there. Even in your day of smallness, in your days of little beginning, you must begin to see yourself and be convinced of that fact that the top is where I belong. Not ah, God, if you take me there, I will thank you. You may never get there. The second conviction you must have is this marketplace relevance is the expectation of the world for a believer. So God expects it from you. The second conviction you need is that the world also expects it from you. See, people may not tell you this, but the moment you identify yourself as a Christian in the marketplace, unconsciously, they expect more from you. More is expected of you. You're expected not to be the one coming late to work. You're expected not to be the one skimming from your boss, stealing company material. You take company byro, take company razor. Company stapler. You take it on for your own personal business. It's not right. I know some of those things, they are strange when people hear about it in this age and time. Uh, what is it? It's where we, where we work, we should shop. It is wrong. Are you know what I'm saying? Because when those materials were bought, it was bought for accomplishing a goal, not your goal, the overarching goal. People, this generation has lost a lot of things that must be taught again. You can't be at work and be online. That's stealing the company's time. Because the time you are supposed to be working is meant for achieving results for that organization. And you know deep within you that what you are doing is wrong. Or well, you keep doing it anyway. And the Bible says whatever is not of faith is sin." Sinning for the New Testament believer, let me tell you this, it's not fornication, it's not lying. No, 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 no. It is that you are doing something and in your heart, the Holy ghost has convinced you what you are doing is wrong, yet you stay on that path. That's why it says that he that knows what to do and does not do it, to him it is sin. Is in your Bible. It's in your Bible. It's in your Bible. I remember many years ago when I was still doing a salary job working in, you know, one of the top real estate firms back then. I remember my partner, you know, when I was sharing the same workstation, she would get to work very early. I never knew what she was doing until maybe for months. I said, they will remember that lady the day she came to check me in the office. <laughs> you know, this lady will make calls. I never, she can be on the phone for three hours. You know, when you didn't pay for something, you will use it anyhow. Yoruba will say, That is, it's, you use rainwater anyhow, because you didn't fetch it. And if you are not fetching water, you didn't use electricity, your bill to pay for it, for the units. So use it anyhow. That's why you see that there's always a behavioral change. When people start making money themselves, and they start paying for things. There's a difference. There's a difference. There's a difference. A couple of people have lived with me over the years. The way students behave is, the way, is different from the way workers behave. Students, you know, they are still sending money to them. They don't know the value of money. They can watch TV, sleep off, and the TV will be on overnight. If I put on the AC, I'll be the one to offer the AC in the night. But the moment people start working, they have an understanding of the fact that bill is going. And I now realize Some people, I knew them when they were students. They are near working. I noticed. They themselves don't know they've changed. I saw the change. But, ah, this person now has sense. Now has sense. Let me tell you this. Don't hang around irresponsible people. They will wreck you. I learned that they are doing. They will wreck you. And they may be doing it unconsciously because of boss. Some people are demon possessed. They are doing it consciously. There is money in your hand. Let's spend it with you. Hmm. So, please understand this. The moment you identify yourself as a believer, there are things you can no longer do in the marketplace. Not that you should not be doing. You cannot do it. You can't be the one living work before time. That's say, we have program in our church. Which church is that? Church that is always having program every day. I don't believe that is a church ordained of God. And I can say that anyway. Because the church exists to equip people for the world, not for the church. Jesus said, you are the light of the world, not the light of the church. Not the light of the church. Remember I say, 40 days vigil. Really? Everybody there must be jobless. Because if you go for vigil for 40 days, you don't sleep overnight, you are praying all night. That God must be very deaf. That you need 40 all nights to call upon him for him to hear you. When you now get to work the next day, you are useless, you are sleepy. They should fire you. That's the answer to your prayer, The result of irresponsibility. You hear what I'm saying? Romans chapter 8 and verse 19. Romans chapter 8 and verse 19. The Bible says, For the next expectation of the creature waits for what the manifestation of the sons of God. So, creation is waiting for your manifestation. For your manifestation. Your manifestation in the marketplace. You'll be saying, ah, in fact, some of you, and that's the right thing to do. In your place of work, the people around you already know there is breakthrough festival in your church this week. After the breakthrough festival, what next? What will happen? What will they see differently in your life? How will they see differently? Will it make you more responsible or less responsible? In Psalms 126, I think it should be verse 3. The Bible says, then said the hidden, the Lord has done great things for them. How did the heathen know the Lord has done great things for them? It simply means they were monitoring their life. Then said they among the hidden, the Lord has done great things for them. Psalms 126, it should be that verse 2 or verse 3. If you can check it. It when the Lord turned around, the captivity of them were like them. that dream there was a mouth full of laughter and her tongue was singing. Then said, they among the hidden. Okay, it's verse 2. Okay, it's verse 2 to verse 3, right? Then said, they among the hidden. The Lord has done great things for them. Why did they say it? Because they saw it. They were looking for it. You can only see what you are looking for. So you must have that conviction. Let that guide you. Number one, God is expecting relevance from me in the marketplace. Number two, the world is also expecting it from me. So don't take your work with levity. So what is the first cue you need in the marketplace this year? 2 Kings chapter 4, we'll read verse 1 to 7. 2 Kings chapter 4 from verse 1 to 7. 2 Kings chapter 4 verse 1 to 7. It's a bit of a ritual. I want us to do it together. If you're not writing all lies on the screen, let's read together. Are we ready? Want to go. Now, there cried the certain woman of the wives of the sons of the prophets unto Elisha, saying, Your servant, my husband, is dead. And you know that your servant did fear the Lord. And the creditor is come to take unto him my two sons to be bondmen. And Elisha said unto her, What shall I do for you? Tell me, what do you have in your house? And she said, your handmaid has not anything in the house except a pot of oil. Then he said, go, borrow the vessels and abroad of all your neighbors, even empty vessels. Borrow not a few. And when you have coming, you will shut the door upon you and your sons. And you will pour out into all those vessels. And you will set aside that which is full. The next verse. So she went from him and shut the door upon her and upon her sons who brought the vessels to her and she poured out. Her voice is already dropping everybody together verse 6 and 7. And it came to pass when the vessels were full that she said unto her son bring me yet a vessel. And they said unto her there is not a vessel more and the oil stayed. Then she came and told the man of God and he said go sell the oil and pay the debt. And leave thou and thy children of the rest. So you see two things here in this passage of scripture. Number one, the display of the power of God. And number two, the demonstration of the wisdom of God. A lot of believers, especially in this part of the world, only want the power of God. But people don't understand that it is the wisdom of God that sustains what the power has produced. So, when this woman came to Elijah, she's already in debt. You need the miraculous. Her husband died in debt. She's about to lose her sons. So, the prophetic gift on the man of God was really this person is in debt. You're not saying she should go and borrow again. It's debt that brought us where we are. You're still saying to go. So, that one was not logical. That's a power of God, that's supernatural. Now, after the miraculous, see what the prophet tells her. The prophet didn't say, Don't worry. Anytime you need oil, keep coming to me. I will give you something what did he say he says go sell the oil and pay your debts and live on the rest you and your children so the living will come from the selling so the first skill you must develop this year is selling if you want to be relevant not just if you want to be hungry you want to be relevant you must learn how to sell whether you are and some people say ah, well thank God me I'm a worker you are missing it next week because my time is almost gone next week I'm going to talk about 12 things everyone must learn how to sell 12 things you don't want to miss it 12 things that every human being are must learn how to sell if you want to be relevant in life and the marketplace they probably say go and sell not go and pray the more." Some of us who want to keep praying and praying. In fact, some people, if, if possible, they will just sit down at home and say, as they are praying, the Holy Spirit will just be dropping food in their mouth. They will do nothing. Some people, if they had the choice, they want God to send angels to so even base them, wear clothes for them. Do nothing. So the power made the things available, but it is the wisdom of God that will reproduce it. So go and sell. Go and sell. The power has been demonstrated. Now, for you to perpetuate it, you need to sell. And whether you know it or not, everyone is selling. Everyone is selling. If you have ever been in a relationship as a guy, you sold yourself to a lady. If you have ever been at a job in your life, whether after school or secondary school or whatever, or after you left school, university, it's because you sold yourself to a potential employer. That you are employable. That's why you have that job. A parent's trying to train a child. is trying to sell certain principles, values, and behavioral patterns to a child. That's why you see people that are not trained well. It's because nobody sold the lifestyle to them. It's selling. At every stage of your life, you will need to learn how to sell. My time is up. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you this morning. For the seed of your word that has been sown in our hearts.